Hey, how's it going, everybody? This is Real with Juan Martinez, a.k.a. Dr. Love. And <laughs> Stephanie Rave. Man, I'm We're pumped. so happy to <laughs> have you guys you join us. Another show, another, another week. Show. Come and on. just amazing guests and amazing listeners. Hey, let me tell you something. The other day, we ate arroz con gandula and penil, and I was so <laughs> happy. I, I, you know. It was a first for many, so that was pretty It was cool. a first for many. Yeah, mm-hmm. they were all like, ooh, yeah. what is this? And this then we thing. were stuck on uh, gandulas. They're like, <laughs> gandula. what's gandulas? What's They're a like, gandula? I think it's a garbanzo. It might be a <laughs> yeah. chip. It yes, might be this. Yes, hilarious. <laughs> We're like, no. Yes. Gandula. It's the Puerto Rican cuisine, mm-hmm. man. And and it was exciting because, you know, uh, it's not like everybody here, you know, it's usually tacos. Yeah. You know, and I'm, hey, nothing against the tacos and all that. They're super good. You know, I'm married to a Mexicana. But the, the wow. thing is that, uh, <laughs> um, you know, it's just been really good. I, I feel like we're stepping into the season. This That's crazy. No, that's God's season. Mm-hmm. Um, I wholeheartedly feel that. I just have this grateful heart, you know, um, and, and you know, it, it's almost like, yeah, I, it's just an over and abundance grateful right, heart right, right now, like in any even Thanksgiving. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I feel like um, that's where my heart's at right now. And yeah. I feel like God's going to do something pretty incredible. Mm-hmm. The words that are going to be released. I feel like the body of Christ is just, just, uh, you know, being hygiened, you know, the body of Christ is just being cleansed and, and growing stronger. Yeah. Even though everybody complains about it, I feel like there's this remnant of people who are just solid and mm-hmm. united and yeah. I think it's great. I think of like refining, you know, and that getting that pure solid state. And I've yeah. really been enjoying our um, Thursdays. With Thursday, our live, live at, at nine. nine. All of everyone Facebook. who's commenting and supporting through Facebook Live, that's really fun because we get to interact with you guys, you know, Yep. Live and yep. so that's really awesome. Hey, we're going back into the prisons. I, I heard some really great news on the pipeline. We're getting all these places that we're going to go to. Um, we're going to be going there like uh, I believe once a month for like a big service, and then we're going to try to get there every single week. We'll be there. A team from Get Rap will be just ministering to the inmates. Um, so that's going to be really awesome. And then we're creating a plan mm-hmm. uh, where there's also a transition from when they get out. Yeah. So, uh, man, for men keep, and keep women, right? for men and, for women. Men and women. Yeah, it's going to so be fire. Everyone listening. And we're still we're still um, going into the prisons in the form of Pastor Juan's book. Yes. So everyone who is purchasing them and you had some awesome news. Yes. That you I, need to that, share. That, that, that. <laughs> so, so for those who don't know, first, yes. let me give them the background because, you don't know, there's a lot yeah. of maybe new listeners. Cool. So Pastor Juan has a book called Beyond the Yellow Brick Road. And part of what God has put on his heart was for every book purchase, he gives one away yeah. to um, somebody incarcerated um, behind bars. So. That's been going on all over Texas, and so we've reached almost six prisons. And oh, we reached about five prisons out of 106. Yeah, so we're mm-hmm. knocking them down. It's pretty amazing. Yep. So thank you, everyone, for supporting. And all of Alaska. And we're heading into Alaska. But the cool thing is that was just announced recently was that now you just completed what? Um, I just well, I don't know. This is kind of, I'm, I'm kind of like walking on water right now. I feel okay. like my whole life. Maybe that's why my heart is just like exploding with. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm gonna cry. Uh, gratitude, you know, because, um, you know, came out with the book Mm -hmm. and then um, did the devotional. So that came out on your version, Bible app. And then uh, immediately after the second book, uh, Imperfect Dads, Perfect Fathers, came out on your version again. I'm like (laughs) tripping out. I remember when I was trying to like just get in the first one. The first one, one, yeah. It's complicated. And so now, officially, I just actually got a text, uh, you know, to put the final you know, dot the I across the T okay. where it'll be on Amazon probably this week mm-hmm. or, you know, so, um, yeah, study guide, study in okay. the leader guide. So now you study can walk guide, out beyond the yellow brick road. Woo! So it'll give you like, you know, where you could do a small group, yeah. a hangout, just kind of kick it with your friends and just really get in depth. Cause it's not enough to have the path. Yeah. 
uh, you have to walk the path wherever so, you're at too yeah, you know like you don't just have to go to get rap you don't have to be yeah, in the houston area anywhere. you can purchase it anywhere and then have study groups and and bible studies and all of that with beyond the Ellibrick road uh, with other people because i we love hearing all the stories of people saying oh i read the book and i loved it i think we were at a church the other day and and they were like my mom gave me this book and i read mm-hmm. it and she was like you need to read this and it was so good so it's just awesome to be yeah. able to see that uh, I'm, I'm excited mm-hmm. i'm pretty pumped i'm like overwhelmed so we have a special guest today we have a very in the studio <laughs> in the studio with us and so um she's very near and dear to both of our hearts yes, yes <laughs> but yes. i'm gonna let you do the intro because i'm sure oh, you can do man, it better this than is gonna be good you know um you know i, I she you was know, highly requested highly requested <laughs> i hear in the you know if i had like some music that i could just hit a button uh-huh. it would be my girl my girl <laughs> so none other than the beautiful <laughs> sexy uh, one, in, the <laughs> only, the one and only, Drrr. baby Ruth. Hey. Ruth Ruthie Martinez <laughs> in the Martinez, studio. That's my Pastor wife, Ruthie, Pastor Juan's wife. How are you? I'm doing great. Welcome to the show, <laughs> Pastor Ruthie. A lot of people sometimes don't hear from you, so I know that when we did a live at nine. You were like requested a lot. So <laughs> it, oh, I appreciate that. Yeah, so <laughs> it was it was cool because I guess everybody wants to know mm-hmm. the wife right. of the guy that they're always hearing, mm-hmm. right? And so you're more the quiet, you know, uh, sometimes, you know, you're the quiet <laughs> one. And uh, now all of a sudden we got you on the radio, so it's really exciting. Yeah, well, I'm here. excited to be here. Yeah. Thanks for allowing me to be here. <laughs> uh, yeah, so we're going to talk about a <laughs> few things. Invite. We're just going to have some fun conversation. Uh, we're just going to talk, right? And so it's going to be beautiful. So how long have you been married, Pastor Ruthie? Oh, it's going to be fun. I've uh, been married <laughs> going on 11 years, wow. uh, December 12th. Come on, cool. you know the yeah. date. You better know the date. Let's go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> and so you guys have uh, a lot of kids, I hear. Uh, we have six. Together mm-hmm. we have six. Okay, awesome. Hispanic Brady Bunch. Mm-hmm. We yeah. call us the Hispanic Brady Bunch. <laughs> we don't have an Alice, but we got a Max. Yeah. yeah. So tell us a little bit about what you do and who you are. Who, today. Who is, yeah, right now. Who's, who's Ruthie? Ruthie? Well... I'm married to Juan Martinez. (laughs) (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. And what else? Um, I don't know. I just... help out in the ministry okay i know you're very passionate about uh, women and things like that which is something that um you see i I feel sometimes pastors wives people sometimes think that that's like automatic like kind of expected of a pastor's wife oh well then she's over women's ministry and da 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 but for both of you guys y'all weren't raised in church you weren't you know called you know from a young age and oh this is how you do church things this is how you pastor so that's something that i've seen kind of that you developed right so what's that like for you because you did step into the role of being married to a pastor, and so now oh, yeah. you know you do minister and have a lot of relationships with the women of the church. But that wasn't something little, natural. Growing. That she wasn't something natural, Because right? I remember when she would cry, yeah. like, like I don't know. How to yeah, do because this, you know? I, like I said, so yeah, difficult. kind of demanded and they expected of right. you know of a pastor's wife. Yeah, so like now it's different, right? Now you you enjoy doing it. Yeah, I enjoy it. I I've come along. My husband, Mm -hmm. yeah, and um, I like to mentor women. I like to talk to women Mm one-on-one, you know, um, usually meet with them, Yeah. and I enjoy that. You know, I get to, you know, speak into their lives, and I get to hear them out, and I get to encourage and and love on them. Mm -hmm. That's really good. So let's, you know, let's go back. Okay. Right, so... Uh, so now you do that. You love to mentor women. You know, you love to talk women. And I believe that it's a mother's heart mm-hmm. um, that you have just from, you know, a lot of times people say that in your pain, usually you get a passion. 
Right. Uh, you know, or you that's your purpose, you know, because you have this pain. So for me, I want to see people set free because I felt like I was in bondage for so long. Right. That it's like I, I chase after that, you know. G was like, chase after it, you know. <laughs> and so I chase after that. I pursue that. And so for you, you weren't like always like in Christ, right? Like who were you, who was Ruthie before Christ? Well, before Christ, I was a person who was very angry, very bitter. Um, I didn't know how to love people. Yeah. You know, that was one thing. I never liked to um, be friends with women. I didn't trust women. Um, so God has a sense of humor, right? Because <laughs> now around it with a bunch yeah. of women who, yeah. you know, I love on and um, I like to do that. That's that's my passion. But mm -hmm. before, that didn't exist at yeah. all. Yeah. It wasn't until I gave my life to the Lord where he did a work inside of me. So what happened? How did that, that, how yeah. did that happen? How did... How did you come to know Jesus and kind of surrender your life that way? Oh, no, but wait, before oh, you that. before it. Yeah, yeah, like, so what What happens at a young age to you that, you know, because obviously if you, you have all these issues with women, maybe it started for you as at a young age. Yeah, it started, like, when I was, that I can remember, it, it all started when I was, like, 9 and 10. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, my parents were going through a separation, mm -hmm. and I remember once my dad moved out of the house, you know, um, I just had um, an awful experience with my mother. She would always say, you know, every time I would ask her a question, she would say, Ruthie, you don't make sense. Ruthie, you don't know what you're talking about. Ruthie, go over there. I felt so unloved. Mm -hmm. yeah. You know, I accepted those negative words, you know, and as I was growing, that affected, I my self-esteem mm -hmm. i had mm -hmm. low self-esteem mm -hmm. well from that from that so there were like projected lies that were constantly projected yeah. to you that had you built become a person that you didn't want to be but you didn't even know right so right i just wanted to be in the corner i didn't want to be in front of people i didn't want to speak i was very shy because i always felt like okay i don't make sense mm -hmm. mm. like what you said didn't make any sense right yeah and then that's the first woman that you have in your life, right? It was your mom. Mother. And so then that kind of leaves you with a false belief, right? That, right. oh, well, this is how women, this must be, you know, probably unconsciously, yeah, this ha must be how, mm -hmm. you know, women are. And so then it automatically, you know, kind of right. makes you pull away from how did that? How did that make women? you feel? Because I saw you were like having a moment right now. Like, right. how did that make you feel? Did you kind of go there a little bit? I did. It just reminded me of how unwanted I, I felt. Yeah, so you didn't feel accepted. Right. And so then, what happens? So, um, I took that when I had my children, I didn't know how to love them. I didn't know how to nourish them because I wasn't nourished. Yeah, mm -hmm. so somebody didn't give you that comfort. So you just reproduced. Exactly. Not mm -hmm. intentionally. Right. It wasn't until I truly surrendered and gave my life to the Lord where, you know, I had to unlearn those things to re relearn yeah. who I really was in Christ Jesus. Yeah, and that takes time. And it right? took time. Sometimes you won't probably don't even see it. Yeah, because like, you have to be aware. Yeah, of it because first. you just become. It's kind of right. like what we say, like when you spend time with Jesus, you become. Mm -hmm. You Jesus. become. So right. when you spend time in those certain areas, sometimes they transfer over right. without you really even knowing. And you know, it's interesting that right before you met Jesus and stuff, right? Because I feel like I, I feel like there's so much power in what you're saying, right? So these words, you, you, you believe those words and the truth 
uh, that you embrace, you know, the truth that you believe is and embrace is the reality that you live. And right. so you've embraced some of those things. Mm -hmm. And that led you to, a, I feel like subconsciously, yeah. you, then you what? You became like a big drinker, right? Like what happened? Oh, gosh, because yes. you, before you, you met have Jesus, kids, not, you yeah. have this concept of what a woman is and what a mother is. Mm -hmm. So now you're mothering out of what you've been, you know, what you've seen, what you've taught. And then I'm sure there's, and then you don't have Jesus. <laughs> yeah. oh, you just so cope the way that what you happens? cope, so you right? Get, you know, take us there, right? Because I feel like stories like this really have a big yeah. impact. Mm -hmm. And then we'll get into marriage and yeah. all that a little later. But like, I, I want you to go there because yeah. I feel like there's freedom even for you right now, mm -hmm. right? Just you talking and being free to say your story you're probably you're, you're your greatest listener right so right. you're hearing yourself too and so all of a sudden now you are young do you get married like what happens because when you don't feel like that sometimes you get a distorted view and now you're just looking for love everywhere right, right. did that happen to you or well, what happens because your dad's now taking care of you. well right? my dad was taking care of us we came to houston we ended up with my dad and um he raised us but at the same time my mother would come and visit like maybe once a, um once a month, once every year, yeah. know, once a month. And, um, you know, I just wanted to hide the pain. So I started hanging out with the wrong crowd when she was around, um, started doing drugs, drinking. Um, I became, like I said, bitter, angry with my life. And it just went downhill from, from that. Yeah, you probably suppressed a lot of feelings. I did. Right, and so now you're drinking, drugging. Are you married? And then we, uh, yeah. And then I get married young. I was um, 19 when I had my first born, and then a year later I had my daughter. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and then so from there we just rocky marriage, um, both doing drugs. Yeah. You know, not in church. Um, no one told us about. You know, hey, attend a church. Mm -hmm. it, so Jesus, nobody, nobody presented Jesus to you when you were like at Walmart yeah. or nothing? No, no. The gospel? No, it wasn't. Oh, it's it's yeah. amazing how mm -hmm. we have so many Christians, but yet that doesn't, that's yeah. the normal story. You'd think you'd yeah. have at least one encounter. You know? Yeah, at least one. But somebody's no. like, hey, mm -hmm. let me talk to you about Jesus. Mm -hmm. No. No night out with Jesus back then. They didn't <laughs> Not at all. <laughs> Not at all. Uh -huh. So you didn't really think that that was wrong, right? Because you didn't see anything. You to kind of like a standard side, to be yeah, like yeah, oh yeah. we're doing you know our marriage you know it should look like this like that's just normal to you right yeah, it was just, just normal i didn't <clears throat> see a healthy marriage and the, the relationships around you were probably all looking similar in the same, the same way so, yeah, yeah everybody's just, doing the right, same right, thing right? you're just Facts. in this other parallel Facts. universe yeah. right it's just the weekend let's get together let's drink let's barbecue so i'm telling you i'm gonna do a netflix a sermon series called <laughs> fridays i'm yeah. telling you yeah so yeah, so everybody's, it's Friday, right? That yeah, was like the day. I think now they start Thursday, but. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's what it all escalated to. Okay. And then, of course, um, years later, um, I got divorced. And, of course, you know, I got with my first husband in a very young age. So when we divorced, of course, I went wild. Mm -hmm. You know, you put a yeah, yeah. bird in a cage, and when it comes out. It yeah, yeah, you went nuts. Everywhere. Yeah. Yeah, you didn't know how to, really what happens is that you didn't understand how to accept freedom. You know, right. freedom is great, but freedom in the world really is what holds you bondage yeah. and gets you locked up. Yeah. Freedom in Christ. Everybody thinks like, oh, if I go to Jesus, my life ends. It actually begins. Mm -hmm. And yeah. it's super free. Yeah. But then when we think we're free, we're really like stuck. Right. Right. So you, you wind up. Yeah. Uh, drinking a lot. Um, I've been in like 10 car accidents, flipped over twice. You're kidding. Yeah. Um, yeah. A lot of accidents to the point where at the end, I remember the last, last accident I had, I... Uh, I got hit by a car and the car flew 
to a light pole and I remember that thank God it was the passenger side not the driver's side but I remember getting out of that wreck and the ambulance were like hey we're gonna take you in and I'm like no no I'll take myself there like you guys are not gonna charge me for an ambulance fee like I was done with medical bills <laughs> hospital <laughs> that's because yeah, you had yeah. so many accidents <laughs> yeah I'm like you're not gonna get me like I drove my like somebody drove me to the hospital and I had x-rays once I found out I didn't have broken bones I'd go home wow. but 10 wow. accidents but you know, it was God's mercy and grace because if it hadn't been for that, you know, I'd be in hell burning for eternity because mm-hmm. wow. I wasn't saved. I wasn't a believer. I didn't have a relationship with Christ. So when did your relationship with uh, God start, right? Because I know you had all those kind of life, you know, God saved your life, those big life-changing moments, right? right? But then you hear from, you know, maybe somebody who is encouraging you in Christ, right? And I well, know you started attending a church interestingly enough. Yeah. <laughs> it was interesting because it was actually my son mm-hmm. who was incarcerated who wrote me and said, "Mom, find a church, mm-hmm. mom, get connected." Um and it was my son who wrote me from prison. Wow. Wow. Yeah. You know, I like, didn't own a Bible. He was sending me scriptures and I was like, "What the heck?" you know? So I went to a Christian bookstore yeah. and bought a Bible, and I'll never forget how excited I was. I didn't even know what Bible to pick. Yeah. So what but. was it? What was it like though? Because you're a parent, and your child that is in prison is telling you, "Hey, mom, get your life right." Yeah, you're right. the free one. You're the one, you're and you're yeah, you're the free one. He's clearly in there for some type of mistakes, yeah. right? And then you're the adult, you're the parent, and then you know your 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 child is telling you, "Hey, do this." So what? Like that had to have been. You had to have been in a different state of mind or in your life to actually receive that. Right. So what was that like for you to hear from your son That's and a say, good hey, this is, this is what you should be doing, right? Because you could have been like, nah, forget you. What are you talking about? You're in prison. Well, yeah, like, you don't know <laughs> what the yeah, you're talking yeah. about, you know? So. No, you're right. But obviously something was changing in him right. because at first his letters weren't like scripture or anything. He was bitter, angry. And then all of a sudden, you know, his conversations in the letter shift mm. and I was like okay this isn't my son like where is my son yeah. <laughs> but something was obviously changing in yeah. his life must have had a bit of good person discipling him but go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it was and uh so it wasn't right away where I went and looked for a church mm-hmm. it wasn't until time I was already tired of being tired yeah um tired of my lifestyle tired of the way I was living all the car accidents I remember my dad said that you know that I needed to get connected to the Lord because obviously i was here for a reason mm-hmm. you know mm, and he started talking purpose yeah. yeah so he was planting those seeds and um it was it was my son's letters that kind of prompted me to go find a church and wow. just drive around look for a church and then i rode ride him and said you know I, I went to a church i visited he would get excited when he would write me back mm-hmm. you know so and, and i just wanted and then, change you know yeah changing also like i feel like i feel like there was probably something there of like you know, like I'm gonna make you proud because every time you went, you were doing things that your son who's incarcerated, mm-hmm. you know. So I feel like there's this mm-hmm. proud mom of, I'm doing it, son. You know, mm-hmm. because it's helping you. Because you're probably figuring somewhere in your subconscious mind, like you're helping him too. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. You know, because right. if he's doing it and I do it too, yeah. <laughs> you know, from right. this weird place that kind of had y'all both walking this journey together. Right. So you're about to kick off this new journey because you find a church and all of that. And then um, something else big happens, right? Well, yes. Of course, I had um, in the beginning, you know, I had one foot in and one foot out, one foot in church and one foot in the world. But it wasn't until I truly surrendered and gave my life to the Lord Mm. where um, I started wanting more and going deeper with the Lord. Mm -hmm. 
you know, um, one day my pastor preached on the scripture, um, Matthew um, 6.33, where it says, Seek the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and everything else shall be added unto you. You know, I started reading that scripture every day, meditating on that word, and, you know, the blessings, you know, you don't have to look for the blessings. The blessings are going to find you. Right. And eventually, one day, I received a letter from somebody who was incarcerated. Stop what? right there. Yeah, 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 Stop yeah. right there. <laughs> Stop right there. We're going to be right back with a commercial break with Ruthie's story. We'll be right back. Go get your copy of Juan Martinez's newly released book, Beyond the Yellow Brick Road. This book gives you the courage to face the storms of life with a new heart and mind as you journey through the pages. Juan Martinez ties in Holy Spirit truths with honest insights about his struggles from New York street life to hard time in the Texas prison system to a radical transformation that saved his life and launched an impassioned ministry that's leading the lost to meaningful relationships with Christ. The amazing thing about your purchase of this book is not only do you get set free, but at the same time, someone who is incarcerated or in a program will also receive a book at no cost to them so they too can experience being set free you can help us reach our goal to cover 106 texas prisons by purchasing a copy at juanmartinez.tv on amazon or anywhere books are sold thank you for being the hero of this story Come experience the love that will change your life every Sunday at Get Rab Church. You can hit us up at two locations, 23221 Aldine Westfield Road in Spring, Texas, 77373. Our service times are 10 a.m. and 1145 a.m. Or you can hit us up on the south side at 2535 Galveston Road in Houston, Texas, 77017 at 5 p.m. Not in Houston? Not a problem. You can watch from anywhere in the world by downloading our free Get Rab TV app. We want to thank all our partners who support us. Because of you, This Is Real has a tremendous reach all the way from Houston to Galveston, up into the Dallas, Fort Worth, and Austin area. This show airs in over 50 state prisons and jails with over 130,000 inmates tuning in weekly hearing the good news. Help us stay on air by becoming a monthly partner. Visit JuanMartinez.tv or download the free GetRap TV app. We are back with This Is Real, our guest, my baby girl, my wife, my, my everything. The one, the, the only, Ruthie Martinez. Ruthie Martinez. Pastor Ruthie yeah. Martinez, for those So she was in the middle know. of the story. Yeah, so we're starting you uh, get a, letter. a little bit of background from Pastor Ruthie's story. So you give your life to Christ and... Um, Surrendered, you, pastor's you preaching know. a message, and boom, you get a letter. Yeah, you get the scripture, and then you receive a letter from somebody that's incarcerated, and what happens? Right. Um, well, let me go back a little bit. Before okay. I received that letter, I remember being in my apartment and crying out to the Lord and um, just crying out saying, God, like, bring me my spiritual leader, bring me my husband, um, you know, together we're going to serve you. Yeah. Um, I didn't pray specifically and how we were going to serve him. <laughs> and I joke about it and I say, man, I should have said we'd be prayer yeah. partners or ushers, right? But I wasn't specific. <laughs> and she but doesn't I mean did anything say, bad by that. No, I don't. Yeah, the pressure. But, yeah. yeah. So, um, <clears throat> Yeah, so I prayed that, and then, you know, my, um, I received a letter from somebody who was incarcerated, and it was from the same prison that my son was in. So I remember um, reading the letter really quickly, getting to my son's name, and um, he said that he had taken my son under his wing. So I go back to the top of the page, and it had said, you know, I've never done this before, but yeah. God put it in my heart to write you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I read the letter to the entirely, and... Um, then there was a scripture on there and it um he said this scripture is for you um so i remember receiving that letter 
like a Monday or a Tuesday because I had Bible study on Wednesday. And mm-hmm. when my pastor was preaching, he was preaching off that scripture. And yeah. he went on preaching and then he went back to the scripture and then he'd go back to the scripture and then he'd preach and go back. He goes, I don't know why, but this scripture is for somebody here. Yeah. So I remember that was the scripture mm-hmm. that was in that letter. So I went back home, looked at the scripture and I said, wow, you know, um, then I prayed about it. Um, and I remember in the letter it said, you know, hey, give my information to somebody so they can write me. Don't want a relationship. I just need a pen pal. But of course I had put that, that letter. That was son, your son wrote you that one. Yeah. Right, because you're talking two letters. Here. Right, but I'm talking about the letter where yeah. the scripture. The yeah. scripture. Mm-hmm. So then what happened was that um, I put that letter away, and then I was at Chuck E. Cheese with my sisters, and I said, hey, have you guys ever written to somebody who's incarcerated? They're like, girl, you better not do that. All they want <laughs> is your money. And I'm like, well, that guy didn't ask for money. You know, so then I went home and I asked my dad. I said, Dad, do you really believe that people will change when they're in prison? He goes, Mija, he goes, God's building up an army and they're coming out on fire for the Lord. Mm -hmm. So I prayed about it and eventually I had peace about writing. Yeah. And so who did you write? What was that guy? It was Juan Martinez. (laughs) (laughs) So I I had peace about writing him back because at first I didn't want to forward that information because I thought he was like a molester or rapist. I mean, we didn't know, you know, so I put it away. But until I had peace, I ended up writing. So peace was the umpire of your decision. Right. I had peace about writing. Wow. Wow. I'm over here. Like, I started tearing up and everything because I remember (laughs) very vividly, Mm -hmm. you know, the writing and the... Mm -hmm. Very vividly. Well, well, share with us a little bit there, Dr. Love. What was that like for you to reach out in? Because obviously you were at a place to where now you you met his son, her son in, yeah, in prison, right? So, We've so heard you know, it in other shows, right? Yeah. And so you, you met her son, but then now you go to say, hey, you know what? I want to talk to somebody. See the way somebody. you flipped this interview. I want to <laughs> talk to somebody, you know? like and Because you clearly said in the, yeah. in the letter that, you know, I'm not necessarily looking for a relationship because sometimes that can happen, right? Sure. So where and you a lot were, of times that is the yeah, case. Yeah, yeah. And, and so where you were was different, though, because yeah. you've, you've um, already built a relationship with the Lord. You're walking, yeah. you know, with him. And um, it's just companionship, right? Yeah. So, yeah, because at that moment, I think I was, I had literally, I don't know, you know, you see the Nazarene vows, you know, Mm -hmm. like the Nazarene, they let the hair grow and everything. Okay, well, I had one of those moments, except I didn't let the hair grow. I shaved it off, but I wasn't watching TV. I wasn't Mm -hmm. really doing anything. And the only person I probably had communication with that I was talking to was my mom. Yeah. Right? And so I, man, after a couple of years, like, I'm like, man, I I just want to have a conversation with somebody that's not locked up. Mm Mm-hmm. And so I would have conversations with Jonathan all the time. You know, his name's Jonathan, and that's kind of what attracted me to the yeah. son. Not attracted, but you know what I mean. Uh-huh. It kind of got me there because we're talking prison. Yeah. Uh, and so um, what winds up happening is that I just kind of wanted somebody. I was hearing all this Jesus, you know, and I'm uh, speaking all this Jesus to them. It's funny because we're praying. I'm yeah, praying I was just about Ruthie. to say, so you guys are praying for I'm yeah, praying yeah. for Ruthie before mm-hmm. Ruthie becomes my baby Ruth, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm like, God, you know, I'm, I'm going Jonathan's in Jonathan's changing. Too. You have him under, under yeah, your wing. Yeah, he's changing, John, and then he's then, believing for yes. his mom to attend a church. So, so every time he would come back, saying, like my mom got a Bible, and we're yeah. like, yeah. yeah. You know? Go, so Ruthie. Like, Go, Ruthie. <laughs> I'm like, that's so awesome. You know, I never, even when I got out, you know, it's wild because I think about it, and a lot of people, you know, when you're different, um, you always catch the slack, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. So when I came out, I was like, yo, yeah, I'm gonna be like, I'm, we're friends, you know? I And I guess even with her, she didn't even understand it. Yeah. She's like, what do you mean? Like, 
so I liked her a lot, but I wasn't sure if we were gonna get married. And mm -hmm. so I never wanted to give her like a false promise or a false hope, mm -hmm. you know, cause I'm Christian now, right? Yeah. And I don't really know how to but do this. But you hadn't done it, out, you hadn't been a believer. You hadn't walked it outside of uh, Yeah, I haven't. Prison. And now she's like the first girl and I'm yeah. sweating. <laughs> I'm actually sweating. It was cool yeah. when we were writing. Yeah. You know, I could keep that cool. Like, <laughs> yeah. I had, I had there's a no, there's Yeah, there's no in barrier, there's, there's nothing in between. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and so, you know, her family's like, what do you mean? Can we hook her up? And all kinds of stuff, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. But But the truth was that I was like, look, when I ask you to like be my girlfriend and stuff, which is kind of funny because we were a little older, but mm -hmm. I'm like, when I ask you, that means that we're going to get married. And I and I would, before, when I first, first got out, I would hold her by the hand and we would pray. And uh, I would pray uh, for her to get a good husband. Yeah. Like I was And then Pastor Ruthie's thinking something way yeah. in her head when he's he, praying his prayers. I'm like, he's praying himself in. <laughs> so I'm like, I'm like, and, and I meant those things genuinely. Like I yeah. wasn't doing it like her. But like you said, it was different than it was what different. everyone else's experience. Yeah, because so. you know what? I was really good. I was at a place in my life where I was really good with Jesus. Mm -hmm. Really good. And, and and back then, right? Like, I mean, I still I am. But yeah. what I mean by from a like in a single life, yeah. I was good. Yeah. I didn't walk the track and got to that. Remember where I mm -hmm. shared my story? Mm -hmm. Like where I was like really good with Jesus. Like we were good. And um, I was just good. Like yeah. I didn't like it was the, Ruthie's the first woman that I've ever like no to sex, you know, which is mm -hmm. kind of weird because she's like, what do you mean? What's wrong yeah, with yeah, you? Yeah. You know, you're either gay or whatever. You know, I'm like, no, I'm not. I was like. It, it was it would hurt, hurt my feelings at the same time because I really yeah. wanted to have sex, you know. Yeah. But at the same time, I'm like, I, I just really wanted to see what my life could be with God, not doing the at least the things that I had the power to not do. Mm -hmm. If that makes any sense. So now, Pastor Ruthie, you you know you took the leap to decide. You decided to write somebody that was incarcerated, mm -hmm. right? So you guys have mm -hmm. a friendship going now on. We're writing letters, letters, right? And then he's released. He comes out, and so what? Are, where are you at there, right? Because you're like, you had prayed the prayer before, like, Lord, bring me my spiritual leader, all of that. And then he's out. You guys, you know, he shared a little bit of like, well, no, you know, don't. It's not, you know, when I ask you to be my girlfriend, we get married. So what was that, what was that like for you? Where were you at? Well, it was the beginning of my walk. <laughs> I'm gonna say that. <laughs> yeah, was, yeah, disclaimer. Disclaimer. Yeah. Because at that point, we had been writing each ago. other yeah. for yeah. a year. Yeah. So I know that I had feelings for him, and I knew that he had feelings for me. Mm -hmm. But I'm like, okay, you know, um, is there is anything gonna happen? Like, are we gonna become? Yeah. Well, she wasn't even used to that kind of man, yeah, right? Yeah. Think about it, because yeah. every other man, right? Mm -hmm. We all know is like, yo, what up, girl? I love you. Yeah. Just to really get you to yeah. the bed. I'm the I'm I'm polar opposite at that yeah. moment. You know, yeah. I'm like, no, I don't want to. She's like, what the heck? Mm -hmm. so, so then we would kiss, and you know, um, <laughs> it would get really hot. So we would have to <laughs> push really? each other. Away, oh, uh -huh. and you know, we would say Jesus or something because we didn't. Well, want to we started, that. yeah, we started doing boundaries, safe, yeah, yeah, boundaries, safe word. <laughs> right? Yeah, safe so word. then one day I just said, um, you know, I wanted to have sex, and I said, yeah. You're either gay or you don't love me, but he wanted to do things the right way, mm -hmm. God's way, yeah. And I remember walking out of that room and I prayed about it, and I said, and I came back and I said, You know what, you're right. You know, let's just do it God's way. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. if yeah. this is meant to be, it'll be meant to be. But we wanted to do everything God's way. Yeah, because I had, awesome. well, I had asked her the question. Yeah. I, I was like, yo, because I was trying to explain to her, I go, I, I know what every guy has done. Mm -hmm. And I've done it too. But I'm trying to do something different. Right, right. So I was like, uh, you know, I was telling her like, I said, you're, you're not, you're not married right now. Mm -hmm. And she's like, no. And I go, well, neither am I. Mm -hmm. I go, so obviously we didn't do something right. 
Right. So let's try to do something right, right. so that we can stay married. You know, it's like it's like so we could get married. Like if we if we're both divorced, that means that we did not do it right. Yeah. yeah. So None like of us let's. Have, so have it's the almost like <laughs> yeah. So it's almost like okay, it you know it's a, it's a no brainer kind of like mm-hmm. if we are not with everybody wants a relationship, yeah. right. a good one. Yeah. We don't have one, yeah. so that means we don't know how. Right. Yeah. But if there's a small chance that this Bible could be true, mm-hmm. and then let's just try it because yeah. we've and tried it everything lot, else. I think it takes a lot for both of you to come to that place because so many times, because that's a self-realization, right? To right. say, you know, we don't have it figured out. I've whether you know your mistakes in your past or your mistakes in your past. It's like no, we've 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 clearly not figured it out before right because mm-hmm. so yeah. many times you'll see people in relationships or in marriages you know and say like no well I, it doesn't matter and they think like how you always say well you know it doesn't matter where you go there you are right, right. So yeah it's like oh well i have three divorces nothing against people who are divorced but three divorces but you know it was them it was them it was them it's just yeah. like no there had to be something with you yeah. too you know so that's always. cool that you guys came to that you know common uh, agreement you yeah. know yeah so we were friends, and we were just doing ministry together. We were just friends yeah, doing ministry that was together. Super cool. We would that's go really and feed cool. the homeless. Yeah, yeah that, uh, we would I don't drive know. To I think, I think everybody that's people. dating should do ministry together. Yes. Like I, I do. I, I wholeheartedly because yeah. I feel like you serve together. You yeah. almost like practice serving, right, you know. And right. so we did that. Go ahead. We did that. That was fun. We would feed the homeless. We would drive to Breckenridge with other people. You know, mm-hmm. we always had the third mm-hmm. wheel and yeah, do ministry that. out there. You needed the third wheel. We needed it. Yeah. Third wheels are good. Yeah, sometimes <laughs> we had fourth wheels. You know, yeah. it's just it just is what it is. We, yeah, we knew each other. It's almost like if you know you're a tiger, you know, yeah. you're gonna put him in a meat market. You know, like. So then I got to see his walk, um, his love for the Lord, and he loved God with every, with his strength, with every fiber of his being. So. Oh, mm-hmm. thanks. And I loved him for who he was, and and that I always cool. said, you know, if God opened that door for us, then no man can close it. Like, mm-hmm. if it's yeah. meant to be, it's meant to be. And if it's not, then we're good. I'm good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think and that was dope. one of those ministry trips was different, right? Oh, yeah. One of those ministry trips. Yo, so check it out. <laughs> so I, so the, here's the thing. Yeah. So I talked to Pastor Jeff Needham. Okay. Okay? Because I'm like, yo, I, I had a... I've talked to a few guys, mm-hmm. but he was one of them. And mm-hmm. he said to me, I go, hey, let me ask you a question. I go, when you married, which is, you know, from Dwelling Place, yeah. right? I go, when you married uh, your wife, I go, how did you know, like, mm-hmm. you know, that, like, that was definitely it? Because, you know, I'm, I'm nervous. I'm yeah. thinking, in, you know, not in Christianity, like, it don't work out. You yeah. just trade it in, whatever. you know, kind of yeah, whatever, yeah, yeah. right? You just go to the next. But in Christianity, I knew that the woman that I married would have to be forever you know wow. so i'm like in this moment right and i'm like he's like bro fast mm-hmm. so i'm like okay that makes perfect sense to me so mm-hmm. we hang up and i fast wow. i'm literally on a three-day fast mm. right i'm straight up like denying my flesh of everything <laughs> yeah, right yeah. i'm straight up in mm-hmm. this car i just finished sharing my testimony we're in a vehicle you know i don't know man i i was in my fast mm-hmm. i was like god if it's not for me, I kept praying. If it's yeah. not for me, close the door right now. If it's for me, then then do what you do. I don't mm. know, somehow, right? So, so I'm, hold that thought because you're in the fast. I'm in the fast. You, you know, you're you're sweating, I'm right? Because you're seeking the Lord. I'm seeking the and Lord. then before you let us know and share a little bit about what God revealed to you, we're going to take a quick break. <sighs> we'll be right over back. Here. 
Join Ruthie and I along with our special speakers for a transformational weekend. Be prepared to learn, grow, laugh, and love. You know, one of the things that we love about this conference is prom night, where we get to dress up, laugh the night away as we dance, eat dinner, and just have a lot of fun. No matter where you are on your relationship journey, we encourage you to attend. The conference is geared towards married couples, but if you are single, dating, or engaged, Love Wins Conference is a great place to learn foundational principles you can apply to your future marriage taking place august 6th and 7th in the houston spring location and you can purchase your tickets by visiting getwrap.tv hevikens lived to represent his kingdom unashamedly wearing inspired garments loud and proud with every purchase of heviken apparel you are helping us with our evangelism efforts whether it's through the radio or outreach efforts visit www.hevikens.com Use the promo code THISISREAL for 10% off your entire purchase. And don't forget, represent loud and proud because we're citizens of heaven. We want to thank all our partners who support us. Because of you, This Is Real has a tremendous reach all the way from Houston to Galveston, up into the Dallas, Fort Worth, and Austin area. This show airs in over 50 state prisons and jails with over 130,000 inmates tuning in weekly hearing the good news. Help us stay on air by becoming a monthly partner. Visit JuanMartinez.tv or download the free GetRap TV app. Welcome back, everyone. We're enjoying our awesome guest speaker, Miss Pastor. Oh, Miss. You know, I'm trying to like, you know, yeah. act like I don't know. Ruthie Martinez. Yeah. <laughs> and you kind of, all of a sudden, I wound up in this interview. You got me crying and everything. What's going on? So, well, because, you know, setup. it's intertwined. Like, how can you yeah, not yeah, hear it. the other? There's, you know, mm. very few cases that you can hear the other side of the story. So, yeah. Yeah. Pastor Ruthie shared. And so, we're at. I'm fasting. You're fasting, yeah. right? So, you're car. seeking the Lord because mm-hmm. you don't want to do relationships and marriage how you've done it in the past. And yeah. so, you ask your pastor, he says, hey, you know what? Um, fast, Just seek the, the Lord. Friend, yeah, yeah. so then, um, yeah. So I'm fasting. Happens? I'm in the back seat, and all of a sudden, I'm telling you, my before my head can think, my mouth just started talking, and I'm just honoring Ruthie. You know, I just I don't remember exactly what I say, but I'm like, so I, this is not unprepared. Mm-hmm. This is unprepared, mm-hmm. right? I'm in the back seat, and I'm like, hey. You know, you're just amazing. You know, I, I love this about you. I love that. I mean, it's it turns into like a speech mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. how much I love everything about her. <laughs> yeah, in the car on in the way car. to yeah. A, a so Amber's driving. Trip. Yeah, and yeah. so all of a sudden she's like, "Are you proposing?" <laughs> so I'm like, I'm like, uh, I, it, like I, I started catching up. My brain started catching up in my yeah. mouth, and it's like, you know, she's like, "Get out!" You know, it's like. I get out, I get on a knee, and I'm still on the thing. I think I got tears in my mm-hmm. eyes, you know. She's like, I still remember. She's like, finally, <laughs> right? And um, I don't. I go, man, I'm so sorry, you know, that I don't have a ring or anything. Mm-hmm. But I can promise you that I'm going to love you, you yeah. know, and something like that mm-hmm. to the extent. You know, I'm like, I'm going to love you. I'm going to take care of you, you know, mm-hmm. but I do not have a ring. I didn't have any money. Mm-hmm. I didn't have anything. Well, I didn't care. I said, it's okay. I don't care. Yeah, she, yeah, she did. She's like, I don't care. That's and awesome. so, um we got up and hugged, mm-hmm. and so even the pictures look funny, you know. And I kneeled <laughs> down. I, I think we have those pictures, you know. Yeah, we did. And uh, yeah, that started the journey. Yeah. And like you know, it's funny because you think that, wow, what a story, you know, fairy tale. And even though it is, walking out marriage took a lot of work for us to get it where we got it. Mm-hmm. A lot of work. Yeah. Like the first three years, we really didn't know. We didn't know how to be like I had I'm going to say mastered, but I'm going to yeah. say at least I was walking pretty confidently yeah. in my 
singleness. Yeah. When it came to being married, I didn't know how to do that yet. Mm -hmm. Now live together with another person. Now we got personalities, all that. You really, you know, I I want my goal is always for her to see Jesus. Mm -hmm. Not just in my single life, but also now as a married man. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And um, she had all this baggage, right, from like the no mom, the stuff Mm -hmm. like that. And then I had some. Yeah. And I'm developing and working on mine, but she's not really seeing hers yet, you know, because mm-hmm. she's like, man, I'm good. Like, this is the way I am. And I'm mm-hmm. like, no, you're not. Like the, you know, you're born again. You know, we're having all these conversations. And I think year three, you know, we're both upset. We're in an apartment. You know, was those first three years, even though we had some cool moments, yeah. they were very frustrating. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, she's like, you know, it's over, you know. And then I'm like. And, and for a split second, you know, I'm thinking it's over. And usually I was a runner, mm-hmm. right? So the problem happens, I'm mm-hmm. gone. Yeah. Um, but it, I have Jesus. So yeah. I'm like, I'm like, I'm like running and not running. You know, I'm stuck <laughs> paralyzed. And, yeah, I'm paralyzed. And yeah. all I hear is Jesus say, don't say nothing, ask her this question. So I'm like, yeah, do you think th- this is why love wins? Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Like, um, uh, it was like, do you, do you think this love is worth fighting for? Mm-hmm. And so she could have went all off too, right? And yeah. she, I think she had a moment. And mm-hmm. so we're both like quiet. We went from whatever to super quiet. Do you think this love is worth fighting for? And she's like, yes. Yeah. And so we what, are. What was, what was your thought there? Where were you at in that moment? Because, you know, obviously everyone sees now you guys are, you know, very passionate about marriage and all of that in 10 years. And oh, like you said, oh, fairy tale, they're awesome. They're question. so sweet. But, mm-hmm. you know, the, after those three years, it's like, man, you've done, we did everything right. We're working everything out. We're super frustrated. And then now you're just like, no, well, let's call it quits. And then he asked you the question. Yeah, I had to think for just a few seconds. And I said, you know what? It is worth um, fighting for. But at that moment, I realized that I had to work on myself. Mm. Um, so that I, was your light bulb. Yes. Like, I have to work on, like, if I want this marriage to work, I have to work on myself. And I needed to stop saying, this is who I am, Mm -hmm. because that's not who I was. So I had a lot to relearn, Mm -hmm. to learn. Yeah, that's good. That's good. That's good. And so now, you know, you guys made it through the three years. You're at, what is it, year 10? Going on 11. 11, yeah. Going on 11, okay. And so what what kind of um, things now do you see that well you know we can go into some segments we'll go in, we'll we'll take you into the same segments i'll take you to the marriage one and then you, maybe you can do the yeah. personal one right okay. so we'll do dear younger me with you ruthie and um we'll, we'll put you in that you know delorean back oh, to a younger version future. of yourself right okay. and it can be marriage related well, to yourself one. right and so what would you you know who what age would you go back to and what piece of advice would you tell to the younger version of ruthie I would probably go back to, um, oh God, I want to cry. The time when I was 10, Mm -hmm. I would go back and tell that little girl that was so afraid, don't be afraid. Mm -hmm. God loves you. Um, You got this. Um, Don't accept those words. Mm Say, don't accept those words. Don't let someone define who you are. You're amazing. You're smart. You're beautiful. Um, you are who God says you are. You're beautiful. You're accepted. And you're approved by him. Mm, Can powerful. you... S- that, I know this is going to be a little bit difficult, but I want you to stay in that room. I'm not going to put you back in the car and bring you back. 
what I want you to do is I want you to do two things. The first one I want you to do is I want you to talk because you spoke to the little girl and she's good. Mm-hmm. But on the flip side, you if he was to come back, you would never help that mom who maybe she doesn't really know how to do what she does and maybe she's done it because that's the way she was taught. Yeah. What would you say to that mom that was talking to that little girl that way? What would you say to her? If you could speak to your mom again, then, Ruthie now, to help her, because you have the love of Christ, yeah. what would you say to her? To the mom. To the mom. Mm-hmm. Oh, gosh. I would say, um, I don't know, that, that's a tough one. What would you say? This is real. <laughs> what would you say? I would say... Um, because remember, she's only being what she's been taught. Right. But you could help her right now. Mm-hmm. And maybe there's a mother out there that speaks to their kid that way. Yeah. What would you say to her? I would say just look at your children. Um, just embrace them. Love them. Um, I don't know. That's, that's really tough. Yeah. It's okay. It's okay. I have one for you. Yeah. I'm going to put you in the DeLorean, and I'm going to take you to your children. If you could tell your children something, because you said earlier, well, yeah, mm-hmm. man, you know, uh, uh, basically, man, uh, maybe I missed it a little bit. What would you tell your children today? I would say, I'm sorry. Um, I love you. And I was the way I was because that's what I had experienced that's what I didn't know any better yeah um, and I'm sorry mm-hmm. yeah let me let me speak into your vessel a little bit you are an incredible mother yep. you're an incredible mother you're a sweet sweet person and you do make sense mm-hmm. and you are smart and you are loving and you are caring so just in case the enemy tries to tell you different today that those are not true Right. And I'll yeah. add on to that, that it's funny that the thing that you may have struggled with before, now God has given you the ability to do that and amplify it times so many, right? Because I do see you as a spiritual mom, so I love you for everything that you've oh, invested into you. me personally, you know, but also into so many people around, right? Because the the role of a pastor's wife and the role of just a minister in general, you know, is very heavy. And it's it's more difficult than people know, more more difficult than people can imagine, you know? And so given the circumstances of how you were raised and what you knew and everything that you endured, the fact that you're able to be so selfless and giving into the, those maternal instincts that God has now, you know, allowed you to develop in such a beautiful way is just um, an honor, right? An honor and a privilege that everyone who you get to sow into and speak life into and those encouragement that those seeds continue to flourish you know and so that you you may not see it now but i know you will see it in the future that not only with your kids your your actual kids your biological kids but also your spiritual kids as well they get to reap the benefits of everything that god has done in your life so thank oh, you thanks for those amazing words <laughs> i love you i love you too <laughs> oh, that's pretty cool so you're back <laughs> you are you're back at the okay yeah, I mean, so I mean, those are good questions, yeah, though. They, they make are. you soul search. They make you think, yeah. Make you soul search mm-hmm. because the reality is that 
being the person that you are today that we know you are, even though that's difficult, I think like a lot of times, because we're still upset somewhere in our soul mm -hmm. about some of the things that have happened and we suppress them or we don't want to look at them, that if we can get to a place, you know, I always tell people to write a letter mm -hmm. to that person. Maybe you at some time need to write that letter explaining exactly how you felt. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. You know, you throw it away, right? right? But it's always good to yeah. like release. And if you can find a place in your heart, the judgment will go down, the grace and mercy will go up, or you can literally, because you do it now with women who are probably like that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. and, and it's that's just not what, your mom. Yeah. You know? right. so and that's maybe. what our hopes are for, you know, even though they're difficult and I know they see like, we see a lot of like healing and, you know, these yeah, moments yeah. with our Love speakers. Love always heals. But also with everyone who's listening, right? Because there's so many people in that can relate to this, right? So they maybe they can relate to the younger version of Pastor Ruthie. They might relate to the mom, yeah. to you as a mom, to Pastor Juan, and all of that. So that's what our hope is mainly, you know, with the segment. So yeah. Oh, you know what? Totally we, we could stay on this segment, and you could probably ask her because I think you were going to go there before we went to the segments. You okay. wanted to ask her. I think so, I, I think you were headed in a way of asking her something about marriage. Mm. Uh huh. Um, <laughs> I don't remember where I was going, okay. but um, yeah, we can do that. We'll go back to... Um, what would you say to it? Because in the three years, I think this is where you were going because mm -hmm. I could kind of mm -hmm. sense it. I don't know. It's weird, but mm -hmm. you know, okay. um, I think where she was going was like, hey, so, you know, what would you say to a younger version of yourself yeah. in, in the marriage? Yeah, we'll we go back at? to the where you were in the three year, right? So because it's based off of the story, right? It was tough. You did everything that, you know, seemed like was the right which was the right way to go, right? You guys, you know, followed under the Lord's will. And yeah. then three years later, it seems like, well, this might all go out throughout, you know, out the window. Yeah. So there might be someone listening who's at that three-year mark, who's at the old Pastor Ruthie. They want to quit. And they want to call it quits. What, what advice would you tell her or um, him? Don't yeah. quit. God's got you. Um, you know, one thing that if I was to go back and talk to myself in those three years and anybody else that's listening is you know, learn to communicate. Um, communicate those things that are tough to communicate because that's only where you're gonna grow. And the key to a good marriage, a great marriage is communication. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I think that's where I lacked. I avoided a lot of times where my husband wanted to communicate with me. I avoided it, went to the bathroom, didn't want to talk. <laughs> I would stay in there for 10 minutes and then I'd come out and he was still there. And it was something yeah. that he wasn't going to just say, or just sweep under the rug. He's like, no, we got to fix this. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I think that would have saved me a lot of headaches mm -hmm. right there if I would have just learned to communicate. That's good. So communication is the key to a great marriage. Amen. That's really good. And I think a lot of times people avoid that because, you know, there's a negative connotation of mm -hmm. confrontation, mm -hmm. yeah. right? Because when you think confrontation, you just think bully or you think yeah, like two people like, yeah. but mm -hmm. the cross is confrontational. Mm -hmm. right? So, you know, at the cross, it, it usually looks really ugly before mm -hmm. it looks really great, mm -hmm. right? Because the cross, think about it, bloody, just a bloody massacre, yeah. right? But at the cross, there's resurrection, you know? So, um, and it's getting to those things, you know, and I was telling the, you know, when we were having a conversation because we were talking a little bit about mm -hmm. this, you mm -hmm. know, and um, if we would have just, she's talking like communication and I, I'm, I'm glad that we got to communicate, but also being patient with the person and being able to have those, it's, it's the garden. It's really creating, I think like all miracles are in the garden. Mm -hmm. When there is a super safe place for two people to talk and it's, and to allow the other person to feel the way they feel, but both of you trust each other, mm -hmm. wh whatever the word says, 
and you allow that to speak into your relationship, everything changes. Right. It really does, you know. Amen. Well, thank you, Pastor Ruthie, for joining us. Thank you, everyone, for listening. It's just been an incredible show. Thank you so much for being here. And thank you, everyone, for tuning in to This Is Real. Be sure to watch us on YouTube at This Is Real with Juan Martinez. And if you're looking for a home church, visit us at www.getwrap.tv for all of the information. Or you can write us at PO Box 671-626, Houston, Texas, 77267. And we want to thank all of our partners for making this show possible by showing love and support. And if you would like to partner with us you can visit juanmartinez.tv and we'll end the show with our heavy hitter of the week and this week's heavy hitter is the song love will always win by travis green and as we always say that's That's a a wrap i see so much pain from the choices that we have made so much we would change Can't help but wonder if it's too late There's a truth that just might save us Love is language stronger than hate Love is forgiveness, it doesn't run away Love needs no weapon, it is its own defense In the end, love will always Yeah, 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 yeah. I see so much war. Do we know what we're fighting for? And it tore us apart. Yeah, but the battles within our hearts, there's a truth that just might save us. Love is a language stronger than hate. Love is forgiveness, it doesn't run away. Love needs no weapon, it is its own defense in the end. Love will always win. Nothing. Oh, yeah. And if